You are listening to the Boundless Enigma Podcast with Sam Zins and Ryan Mulkentine. On this podcast, we dive into the mind, reality, and existence itself to provide you with boundless ideas and insights. We're just having a huge deep dive into relationships uh, before we started recording. And I am sad that we didn't record it because it was really good stuff. But we can just keep, we can continue on the topics because I think they're valuable insights that we're having. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think we could start at the point of, you know, balancing a relationship with life, you know, with, with other life things. Like, you know, I was just talking about working out, like physically, eating right, um, you know, going to school, going to work. You got parents, you got friends, you, you have all of these things that, you know, we're, we're in the midst of learning and we're always going to be learning, but we're just at this early stage of them all, I feel, where yeah. it's, like, it's, a, it's an influx of information. I like what you said earlier about how, like, when you were young, like, you look back on your younger self and, like, I agree with, I totally agree with what you said about how, like, I would look back, I'll look back right now and be like, Oh gosh, I, I I don't know. I, I'll kind of cringe at myself or think like, "What <laughs> was I doing?" Or thinking, "I would never do that now." You know, like there are so many times where I'm like, "Oh gosh, like I can't believe I said that." Like, yeah, out loud to somebody. Yeah. Um, and right now, I'm I'm having some some little things in my relationship that I would like to be going better, uh, and I'm just having some struggles in them because. I wonder if like 10 years from now, I'll look back and be like, oh, well, no wonder you were having an issue there because you said this stupid thing. And I, I, I right now I just am not aware of how I'm communicating or something. I don't know. Yeah, like, that's, that's a good point. I, I, so you brought up how I was talking about looking at my past self. And then I like how you just brought up talking about your future self and what you'll be thinking about your current self. Yeah. And I think that could maybe be a good way of taking a look into what's going on in our lives and realizing like, okay, what would my future self think? You know, like, is this something that I could fix right now that I'm just procrastinating getting to because I don't, I'm scared to do it or something like that. You know, like, is this a hard conversation that I need to be having with somebody that I'm not having, you know, or is this just something I need to tell somebody just in general, you know, like is maybe by, asking yourself what would the future self my future self want me to do maybe that could be a good way of kind of tapping into that yeah or you know i've heard someone say before is like you need to craft the idea of your ideal self in your mind so that you can then ask your mind what would my ideal self do in this situation Hmm. craft your ideal self okay it's like it's like imagine yourself five years from now if you do everything you want to do, you live by the values that you want to live by and you become the person that you want to become, you know, what does that person look like five years from now? And what would that person do if they were in your situation? And then you can like almost mm. ask your future self, what would you do and try to like see it from the ideal self's perspective so that you can live your present moment as best you can in a way. Like that's one strategy. Yeah. And, you know, hearing you say that makes me immediately think like that, that tells me that we, we know what we want to do. 
You know, we, we know what we know, we know what we want. It's just a matter of yeah. doing it and getting what we want. You know, like I said, having those hard yeah. conversations and whatnot, you know, that it's the stuff that we know that we want and need. It's just a matter of actually doing it and getting out there. And doing yeah. It. It's like, to me, I think that comes in the form of intuition. I like to call it intuition. It's like that inner knowing, like, you know what you need to do. You know what you want uh, inside. It's just kind of a natural inclination, but it's just maybe that's not always the easiest. And maybe it's going to have consequences that mm-hmm. you might not want to deal with in the immediate moment, even though the long term, yeah. it's like having difficult conversations with your girlfriend. It's like, yeah, she might cry if I tell her this thing, but what's the consequence of not bringing up this issue? It's just going to persist and persist and mm-hmm. persist. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's the stuff that, <clears throat> that like almost all of us recognize is going to happen. It's just a matter of, of catching it soon enough, you know, and, and actually just doing it. True. Because I, I think we all know that like there's things in our lives that are bothering us at the moment or that we would like to change, but we're not changing it for, the simple reason that we don't want to deal with it right now, you know, but we know what's going on. It's just kind of getting pushed to the back burner right now. And, you know, maybe that's for a good reason or maybe it's not, but I think it depends on the situation. Yeah. It's like, does it have to do with like the amount of self discipline that you have Hmm. or like, is there room for, is there room for like some relaxed going yeah. about it? T- to about- me, it feels, it feels like self-honesty because if you're honest with yourself, then you'll tell yourself like, Hey, this is a situation that I think needs to be fixed. Now, do I want to do it now or do I want to do it later? Let's be honest about it. You know? Yeah. That's kind of honestly, it's like as, okay. I've having a cool, like kind of double thought here. Okay. So as you, get closer to death i've heard that it can feel like very intense and there's a lot of energy building up because you're starting to um as you're getting closer and closer to death like someone who has cancer and they have a year left to live they they're getting closer to their deathbed through their death date that they've been given by their doctor and life feels way more intense now because you know that you have so much time left and so you're your reality becomes much, you become so much more present because you know that you only have a few days or weeks left and that can be very intense and you, and it forces you to be honest about how your reality is right now. Mm. And in the same way that I think that you can, that that happens when you're facing death, I think you can have like many deaths approach in your life. Like for instance, Mm. right now, I am coming to the death of my college years. You know, I I have a year left um, and I'm starting to get very honest with myself about my situation, about how I think this is why I've ignited a passion in myself to build uh, a sustainable income for myself outside of like a wage, outside of like someone else paying me. Because I know, I have to be honest with myself at this point, because I know that the end is coming and I, ha- I and if I don't get something set up for myself, I will be kind of in a worse situation. 
So, and maybe there's like all, all these other kinds of things. Maybe like you're expecting a baby. So then the death of your single, the death of not having a child comes mm -hmm. and then you have to better yourself to be a parent. And so then you have to be honest with yourself there. So maybe there are all kinds of these like mini deaths that we approach in our lives that, that force us to be present and honest. Yeah, I, I like the way you put that about mini deaths, because that is that really is what it feels like sometimes too. it feels like a mini death, you know, like, like you feel that like <clears throat> almost that anxiety build up in your chest in a situation when something's about to happen. And you, it's because you know that this is like the end of something of some sort, you know, and it could even be the end of the your mindless thoughts going in your head that you've been wanting to, to, uh, yeah. approach, you know, and then, and then you finally start to approach it and you get scared because it's like, that's, that's a mini death coming, you know, and, and you know, yeah. you know, it's coming. Yeah. It's, it's like, I've heard that all fear is rooted in death. Now it doesn't just mean like your physical death. It could yeah. mean like the death of the end of thinking or something, or like it could be the death of uh, uh your self-image as whatever you want to view yourself as it's like you your fear about like how people view you of like oh like am i am i still liked am i still uh getting their approval it's like you're fearing the death of their approval yeah yeah right? no, it, it, yeah and th that that's so interesting that that it, our lives literally are based on the fear of death and I, yeah. maybe maybe that means that if the closer that we can get to death, the happier we could be, you know. And and that sounds wow. so counterintuitive. It, it sounds counterintuitive, at least. But wow, no, I, that makes it does sound counterintuitive. But in this context right now, it makes complete sense. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And there are studies done that as people get older, they tend to get happier. And as they get closer to death, they get happier. It's because mm -hmm. people, I, th I think it's because of what we we're just talking about. People become more honest with themselves and they become more present as they get closer to their death. Yeah. Do, do you think that also it could do, I mean, obviously there's a lot of factors, but do you think it could also do deal with the fact that older people tend to not care nearly as much about what people think of them, you know? Yeah, I, I think it just naturally you might, as you get older, probably it's just easier. Like you start to learn about yourself, about what makes you happy and unhappy. So then maybe, maybe it doesn't have to do with death, but. I mean, I'm sure I could be, I'm sure that's part of it. Cause I'm, I, I'm sure that every, you know, elderly person has had the thought of like, you know, I'm at the point where it's like my immune system isn't nearly as strong as it used to be, you know, especially during yeah. COVID, you know, like anything could happen at any moment. So you kind of almost have to internally prepare yourself for death before it actually gets to you because you kind of want to be, you, you, you don't want it to catch you off guard and you don't want to have to all of a sudden, you know, turn those unturned stones over, you know, you kind of want to start doing that already because yeah. like, why, why would you wait at that point? Yeah. Although I know a lot of people get depressed the closer they get to death. That's you know, true. That's another perspective for sure. That's tricky. But I, but honestly, the people, so I have a grandma who's, I don't think she's 81 or 82 now, and she's starting to get kind of frail and um, her heart isn't as good. And the closer that, the more that she gets sick, 
And the older she gets, the honestly kind of more depressed she's becoming, which is which is really sad because she's yeah. a really sweet lady. Um, but I I honestly notice that like she's the type of person that's resisting death. Yeah, yeah. I like I I just know who she is, mm-hmm. uh, and I know that she is afraid of it I mean, obviously who wouldn't obviously like you can't right. blame anyone for being afraid of death like of course yeah but i think the people that kind of welcome death and like are kind of like friendly towards its its approach are going to be a lot happier than people who are just like scraping at the wall clinging to life yeah you know yeah i, I like i like the word resisting that you use because that that's a good good way to think about it it's like why why resist it you know because by resisting it you're 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 ignoring the truth and the the fact is that like we all die yeah at some point you know and as you get closer to death you're forced to get more honest with yourself because you're you encounter more truth and so some people they might resist harder and harder and that might make you more depressed but for people that welcome the truth more and more they get more truth Mm -hmm. and they'll be happier yeah, man, that's, that's, yeah, that's very true. You know, that, that's, I, I, like, I pride myself on finding truth, um, regardless of whether it's the truth that I want it to be or not, you know, I mean, but, I, you know, I never thought about how, like, long lasting and how deep it can really be to either choose to look for the truth or to resist the truth, you know, and I think, by by what you're saying here about how like some elderly people maybe resist death, you know, this is a product of someone who maybe was resisting truth throughout their whole life. Maybe maybe or maybe oh, not. Oh yes. No, I think you're absolutely right. Um at least in my experience of her, uh like I said, seriously, I love my grandma. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully she's not listening to this, but I don't think she knows that this exists. <laughs> but I do, but I think that she does resist a lot of truth mm-hmm. just from, just from the things that I know about her. Um, like, uh, I don't want to get too personal because I don't know if my, yeah. if anyone in my family would ever listen to this, but yeah, I, I, mean. I, I just know of like specific instances where she does resist specific truths that have come up in in the family yeah for sure and and you know speaking generally um yeah resisting that truth is just going to put you in a position where you're gonna start to hurt eventually and and whether you show it or not i i think that it does hurt hurt people who don't accept the truth you know um i think there's like this internal battle with those who who resist it um and like i said it might not always show but um, I kind of recognize it with just people that I've met throughout my life that the people who resist the truth, you can tell that there's, you can just tell that the, there, something is not, you know, clicking, I guess you could say, not to say like, not to yeah. say, and I, I don't mean to make it sound like anybody who doesn't accept the truth can't be a good person or smart right. or happy by any means or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I think there's always going to be a piece missing if you can't accept the truth. Yeah, it's like you, you, you when you're faced with the truth, it gets presented in front of you. You you have two options, you know, uh, and one of the options is to accept that truth, and one of them is 
to pretend is to pretend otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to accept it might be emotionally more difficult than resisting it because resisting it or not accepting it might be easier because you can just kind of ignore it or kind of just kind of be like push it away maybe mm-hmm. um and then just continue living your life and so maybe it feels like it's more of a passive like lazier way to deal with the truth than to actually face it but sooner or later it's gonna it's gonna the truth is gonna force itself on you if you don't yeah. accept it you know because everybody dies you know everyone's gonna decay into the dirt whether you like it or not (laughs) so if if you don't take the truth now you know you can avoid it for a bit but then it's gonna shove it down your throat (laughs) (laughs) yeah a death is the only truth that everybody will experience (laughs) so you know you might you might as well come to terms with it now you know i mean yeah i i think obviously i i I, I'm at a point right now where it's like, you know, obviously I don't want to die. Um, but, you know, like things happen and you never know what's going to happen. So um, I like to just be at a position where it's like, you know, if something were to happen, I'm I'm ready for it, you know, because that's just the reality. You know, you know? I thought that I w- was the same way until uh, a few days ago. I was like, I was exhausted after this one workout I did and I was like, am I like internally bleeding? Because I am really fucking exhausted right now. I feel like, like, no, like I was like way too exhausted. I was concerned for my health and I was like, what if I died? And then I had like a little bit of like anxiety. I was like, Oh shit. Like I thought I was ready to die, but now I don't want to die. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) But no internal bleeding, you're good now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I obviously just was a hypochondriac. I thought I was was just being silly, but (laughs) it like, that was a, I faced truth there. I faced the truth that I might not be ready to face the pain of dying, that I'd need more practice in life to, do you know what I mean? Like I need to die before I die still. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, okay. I I get what you're saying. You know, I, I feel like, I feel like I definitely could use practice myself. Um, cause when I say that I'm more so mean, like if something were to happen, like I'm, I'm ready to break everything down to what I have to break it down to, you know, like I'm going to be yeah. honest with everybody who I need to be honest with and all these other things. Um, so I guess in that regard is what I'm saying. I'm not ready for death. You know, I don't want to be in that position obviously, but, um, yeah. yeah. Have you had out. any, loved ones die in the last few years um yeah my well my grandpa died like three years ago or something like that um were you close uh yeah not not like super close though like yeah i don't know i I feel like my my family is a a weird situation for me um because like we 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 have family get together (laughs) a lot of people can relate yeah, I mean, I'm sure, Probably. you know, because like, I feel like up until like recently, like as in like the past like year or so, like <laughs> I, I didn't know how to handle my family, you know, like I didn't quite understand it. Um, yeah, because it's just a lot to take in. There's a lot of people. Family parties can be feel hectic. All these other things as somebody who, you know, I've, I've considered myself shy for most of my life until I realized, like, I don't need to consider myself shy. 
Um, so that's what's helped me recently is like, okay, like I don't need to be shy anymore. Like I can talk to these people. They're, they're just humans. So, um, but you know, no, back to your question though. I, uh, nobody, no, nobody other than my grandpa. See, I'm, I I think that's going to be a major truth. That's going to like hit me soon. Mm -hmm. It's like what, I mean, honestly, the odds that my mom or my dad, is diagnosed with like cancer in the next year is like not insignificant. Like it's probably like 5% or something. Yeah. It's like, that is a reality that could very well happen. And would I be ready for that? I definitely wouldn't be ready for it, but it would be a great encounter with truth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've thought about that myself. Um, not in that exact light, but in the light of, yeah, my parents could die at any moment. Um, and like, and then, and I think then you start to kind of appreciate everything that they've done for you because it's like, like, wow. Like, you know, like, cause obviously I think we all say that we appreciate, well, not all of us, but but a good majority of us say that we appreciate what, what our parents have done for us, but I don't think we quite realize how much they've done for us, you know? Um, yeah. Because it, it's a lot, you know, and I like I said I, the other day, I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh wow, like I'd, I'd be really lost if I lost one of them, you know. Yeah, you're right. Damn. I mean, think about like even just for the first like two or three years of your life, like you couldn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. you had to be changed, clothed fed, uh, bathed, uh, watched for years. Yeah. That alone is like, if you didn't have that, like you'd be dead. Yeah. And I think like every day, 20, 24 hours of the day for a thousand days, you were helpless and the, and you relied on them. Yeah. And, and, you know? and they didn't have to take care of you either. You know, obviously like most people who choose to have a baby will obviously make sure. that choice, but they could have just left you abandoned. They could have done anything <laughs> quite literally. True. You know? Yeah. I mean, you thank know? God for like genetic instinct that makes most people not do that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you're right. That could happen. And it does happen on occasion, you know? Right. Yeah. Or, you know, or we could have been thrown up for adoption, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's a hard, that's hard a rough life. Yeah. So, you know, that's the, like what we just talked about right there is a ton to be appreciated above. Um, never mind all the other countless things that they've done throughout our entire lives and up to this point still. Dang. Wow. We are getting like heavy into this time. Yeah. My goodness. This is like, Honestly, talk about like encountering truth. I feel like I'm encountering so much right now. Just like this, this talk in general has been, yeah, like deep and dark. But you know, like I mean, that deep and darkness isn't always a bad thing. I think it's very. I think it's a good thing a lot of times. I love the deep and the dark because, like, it is the truth. But oof, my goodness, it can be heavy. Yeah, (laughs) it definitely can be. You know and I, I'm I'm the type of person that wants to just fall into these things, you know, like like yeah. the other day, like I told you how I was I was thinking about my parents' death, like I was falling into that. Like 
I was just like, I just like let my arms out and I just face planted it. I was like, I was like, wow, this is crazy, man. You know? And ah, yeah. It's so, it's so like profound. And, and the fact that like, I feel like I didn't even go as deep as I could have gone, which is just yeah. kind of crazy, you know, but it, it, it's just, it's mind blowing. It really is. Dude. I think you would love psychedelics. <laughs> I think I would too. Because, <laughs> because like talking about like letting go and surrendering and just falling into the experience of whatever that experience is, is it's like this taking a psychedelic almost forces you to surrender and fall into the experience. And once you do, a lot of people can resist it and then they feel bad and have a bad trip. But if you can surrender and just trust fall into the experience of the yeah. trip, it's amazing. It is yeah. just beautiful, full of truth, full of intense, deep truth yeah. and beauty. And it's like it, it, it puts you face to face with reality. Yeah. And, you know, something to say about all that is I, I would love to take shrooms, um, you know, not right the second, you know, in the near yeah. future here, but sometime right. somewhere down the line here. Um, but the reason I, I don't want to take it in the near future is because I feel like I'm at a point right now where I need to ground myself a little more um, before I do something like that, because I feel like I'm at a point where if I took shrooms or another psychedelic that... I would definitely be able to go deep and I feel like I'm not ready to go that deep right now. Um, yeah. and, and I think that's a truth that I've been coming to recently myself is, is that yeah. like, there's just some truths, like I'm just not ready to go that deep at the moment. You know, I want to go that deep, Yeah. That but I, I, there's some grounding that's needed before I, mm -hmm. I make a decision like that. Yeah. And maybe even if you find that eventually you, you are grounded enough to do it, you might take, shrooms and then realize there was no ground to begin with that is true <laughs> that is true and then but you also realize it's like i've heard this description that like you realize you're falling and you're like oh my god i'm falling and and then after a while you realize oh there's no bottom i can just continuously <laughs> fall forever and then you're like oh and then you can relax into the fall that's damn that is deep that that's 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 so true though like the yeah. time the times where you know i felt the most at peace are the times where i've just completely let go and take my hands off yeah. the wheel and just let let life just take me take me where i want to yes go, you know? <laughs> have i have i told you like the way I, that the way that i phrased that i said it a little differently okay. i say let life fuck you <laughs> that's, like, the that's the truth i'm like get fucked by life because it's amazing yeah. <laughs> if you just let go into it that's hilarious you know? no that's that's so true you know and this this is clicking with me on it in a different um aspect of life in in which journaling i feel like journaling is a place where i let my life fuck me <laughs> like like I, I, I just write down what I write down and I just keep going. I just keep going. I just keep going. And I don't care where I'm going. Like I, I'm just yeah. going, 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that can be replicated in, in with, without a journal. Um, and, and that's what I do at, at times, but you know, I, I think more often I, I need to do that, you know, yeah. but that, that's so hard to get to that point. Yeah. I like what you said about the grounding though, because you can't always be in that experience, you know, it's true. It, it, it's such a valuable experience, but I know what you're saying about grounding. And I honestly agree. I feel like I need to get right now. My focus. Okay. I love the spiritual realm of like this stuff that we're talking about, trying to get more in touch with reality and understanding the universe and uh, feeling more at peace and connecting with love and truth. But I feel like that's something that I'm going to postpone for like a few years. Like I I might, you know, obviously still continue meditating or whatever, doing my spiritual practices, but going deep into it, I think is reserved for years in my future because I know that in order to do that, I need to be financially free. Uh, Mm -hmm. I need to kind of have a base. I need to like set myself up. Um, And so I need to like spend these years kind of in a less conscious space to build up a foundation so that then I can have a platform to then raise up my consciousness later to encounter more truth and love later on. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, I, 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 I can't help but think of this something, something that <clears throat> Leo Gura said though, that, um, I'm trying to remember exactly how he, he said it, but I, I'm, I'm feeling this the same way as you about like needing a basis, uh, just a base just to sit on. Cause like, that's what I feel like I'm, I'm missing at the moment. Not, not completely missing, but I, I feel like that's what I'm building is what I should say. Um, <clears throat> but something that I just can't stop thinking about is Leo Gura saying that if we hold the, if we wait until point A in order to move on to point B, then like we're going to be doing that our whole lives. We're going to keep saying if this, yeah. then that, then this, then that, you know? And mm-hmm. it, it's, it's hard because it's like, it, it makes sense to build a basis, but it also right. makes sense to not touch, to not hang your coat on a, on, a, on one of those bases to get there. Maybe it's like good to have a balance then. Yeah, that's a good, that's probably, you know, so so you can at least experiment with like, uh, branching out onto new things that might feel scary, but also Mm -hmm. it's like continue building what you know to be good and true now. Cause like, I don't know. I I don't know how viable it is to always be like, I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I think there's truth there. I, I, it's a good truth, but I also, I don't think it's the absolute truth. You know, I think that, I think you need a mix. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that's a reasonable um, answer. You know, I, I think that's reasonable because I mean, in my own life, that's what feels reasonable is, you know, yeah, I'm going to be spiritual, but I'm also going to be living my life and, and progressing through this physical life, you know, because uh, it, it's, it's such a hard balance, but I think if you can obtain that, then I think you can progress even further in both of those areas because you're, you're being balanced. Yeah. Okay. I just came up with an amazing title for this podcast episode uh, (laughs) and it's called letting life fuck you encountering absolute truth. 
I like that. Damn, that was good. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, just <laughs> just all of a sudden pull out an amazing title like <laughs> I feel like that's gonna, that's gonna be pretty good. I mean okay. honestly, I feel like this episode has been just like raw yeah. dog in it, you know, we're just yeah diving into the truth. And I like Yeah. It. Yeah, I, I like that too. You know, and I, I think that's I think that's something that I, I want to carry over into my the rest of my life more often, you know, is, is that like raw dog mentality? <laughs> Not <Yeah>. literally. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> you never know. But uh, no, but like that, <laughs> that mentality, you know, that mentality of like, fuck it, man. You know, like you gotta just say, fuck it. You know, like I want to, I want to yeah. go back to earlier, what we were saying about having those hard conversations, you know, where I was, I was saying with my girlfriend, I feel like I could be having harder conversations and more honest conversations, um, you know. And if if I had that like raw dogger mentality, then I, I I could have these conversations and not be afraid of them because you know what? I, it's not scary. It's just some truth, you know. It's just and sometimes the it truth has is- power to it. It's like yeah, it, it has this like intensity, like real truth has an intense energy to it and like that might be scary because it's intense it's a lot but yeah is it necessarily bad no Mm-mm. no it you know? And, you know it it i feel like it's scary because you don't know what's going to happen it's not actually scary i mean i i guess in theory that's what all scary things are it's just you're scary because you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what yeah. does this you don't know who this person is you don't know what's going on any situation could be scary because of you don't know what's going to happen. And I think similarly in my situation of having hard conversations is it's scary because I don't know what's going to happen, you know? And yeah, that's it. That's it. And that's the truth. So, you know, I, I think that mentality yeah. throughout life can be valuable. Right. There's that fear and uh, that fear. It's always rooted in the future of like, yeah, it's all in, and for it to be in the future, it has to be in your thinking mind. Because exactly. if you're not in your thinking mind, you're present. Yeah. So that's interesting to think about. That like that fear is. is like tied to your thinking mind, kind of. You know. Although I don't know, because what about like if you? Well, maybe it, honestly. I think that is true. Even if it's like something like happening right now that you're scared of, mm-hmm. it's still scared of something like a few seconds in the future or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, something that instantly comes to mind is uh, a very simple example of, you know, watching a scary movie and you hear that music going and you know that there's about to be some kind of jump scare or something like that, you know? Yeah. It, and you, you know, it's about to come. You don't know what it's going to be, but you know, it's about to come. You know, and that that's what you were just saying about, like, it could even be a couple of seconds into the future, but your mind knows it's there. You know, you, right. your mind knows something's going to be happening, but you're scared of it because you don't know what it's what it's going to be yeah. or, or when exactly it's going to come, you know? So, yeah. and I think that translates Those, over to life, too. Yeah. With, Those movies, know. like, really play on the deepest human fear of just the unknown. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why else are we scared yeah. of a freaking like 
zombie looking human you know like in a yeah. scary movie you know it's 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 like oh shit what the hell is that you know i'm not i've yeah. not seen something like that <laughs> you know primal it like yeah primal taps yeah. into your primal of like something potentially dangerous that's not a human you know yeah. it's like not another human i mean other scary humans are bad too but like something that you can't reason with you know you can reason yeah. with a human but like a tiger you know what are you gonna do you're just you can't talk to a tiger. It's yeah. Come kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I can't help but think of this when you, you, when you were just talking about all that, about that, like primal mentality. I, I used to go to the museum when I was younger, like pretty often with my mom and they had, you, have you been, I'm assuming you have. Which museum? Um, the, uh, what's it called? The union terminal. Oh Yeah. Okay, so do you recall that, like, the Indian uh, exhibit that they had? Uh, maybe. Oh, I do? Maybe. Uh, I mean, I don't know much about it. Okay, that's fine. Well, so it was, like, it was, like, this dark, like, long, like, big hallway, and then they had, like, exhibits of like indians on either side and like they were doing different things like one they were in their tp or in like the other one they were like around a campfire and then there was one where this indian was like there were there were like four indians like trying to kill uh a buffalo or something like that and i just remember being when i was younger that i was always so terrified of that part like i was i was it 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 was a little eerie. The, the whole exhibit was eerie to me because it's like like you said, like so primal and like yeah, it feels intense. so distant. Yeah, intense. Yeah, um, but you know, like that part, like always, just freaked me the fuck out. And um, and I think that yeah. goes back to those that that primal that that you just mm-hmm. don't know what what it is. You know, like you do, but yeah. you don't, and it's just scary to you. Right. Yeah, and I guess I mean what's the value i mean if you can encounter that more often can you then get better at like handling the unknown i think so maybe that's the value of like mental training with psychedelics or like for personal development because it you're constantly you know having to face the unknown with a psychedelic you don't know what that experience is going to hold for you or what deep dark truth is going to unmask in your mind true and then you have to deal with the truth and then the more you do that the more intense truths you encounter the more equipped you are to handle lesser truths that you find in your regular day that that is very true i i I think that's a you brought up a good point that 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 we can train ourselves to be more attuned and adapt to yeah to the like, to, to truths basically desensitization training almost yeah way. i mean yeah i don't know maybe that's the wrong way to say it yeah i i feel like desensitizing maybe isn't the right way but in reality it kind of is desensitizing but maybe like, for thinking purposes maybe it's not a good way of thinking about it maybe so we're afraid of the unknown but maybe if you get familiar with the feeling of the unknown it can start to mm-hmm. feel the unknown can start to feel familiar. That's yeah. That's a great way of putting it. That's a great way of putting it. And then, and then you can have those hard conversations more often and they don't become hard conversations. They become conversations and and you're familiar with conversations. So yeah, that's 
the way of putting it. Interesting. And and you know we're just there. We're just like grazing the surface. I feel like because this translates over to so many aspects of life. And I just keep talking about the conversations because that's just something relevant to what I'm experiencing. But there's so many things. It could just keep going. That's the, and that's the beauty of life. I wonder if like enlightenment is like the ultimate encounter of like like that like. I feel like as we keep talking about these different things, there's a common experience of like fear and then knowing there's an intense unknown and then experiencing whatever that unknown is in the present moment. And it's very intense. It's very truthful. Um, and then it's not so bad. And then you just experience that truth. I wonder if enlightenment is like the ultimate one of those. Yeah. I definitely we're like aligns. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, no, that I, that definitely aligns, you know, cuz like you know, in theory or I guess speculation in our case, um, that yeah. That's that sounds right, you know, like like why wouldn't it be that? I mean, it's the ultimate truth. That's what you're looking for, yeah. you know. Right. Ah. Uh. I think that's like my, if if I could have one singular goal for like my life by the time I die, it's like to achieve enlightenment. Yeah, that's Which maybe just... I don't know if that's possible, but <laughs> hey, man, anything's mm. possible. So why not? You know yeah. why not? You know, I, like like you're talking about on last week's podcast about that guy who achieved enlightenment in jail. You know, I mean, who who yeah. would have thought? You know that that is something that. Oh, and he's so interesting because if I listened to him before and he says that enlightenment is just the first step in the process. Hmm. It's like enlightenment isn't the end goal. It's like it's the first step in a greater process of. I don't know, whatever spiritual, whatever, like truth is out in the universe that you can experience and know and and tap into he says that enlightenment is just the first step wow that's and that like you can then connect even further than that yeah that that's that's just incredible that's i mean who knows but that's pretty crazy if he is right (laughs) yeah man that's like i think that that shows us that there is so much out there and that yeah that there there's so much to learn and that we we don't ever stop learning it's like we put it's like that just means that like we're scratching the surface so minimally like we are taking like a few atoms off the top of an infinitely large block. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's know. like, dude, it just keeps going. And, and you, yeah. you're, you're uh, like, we're always trying to catch it almost, but it's like, how do you catch something that's, that never ends? You know, you, you, you don't. Right. It doesn't, you know, who knows? That's- I don't know. 
<laughs> Gosh, all, all I can really say is I have I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs> you can only imagine, really. That's I mean, you can't even imagine. Yeah. You can't I mean, even imagine. You can try to imagine, but you can't. That's yeah. that's just it's hard to like talk about. Yeah, it is. You can't even imagine. Yeah, you know, I I feel like I <clears throat> like sometimes when I I'll talk to other people who don't quite you know follow like not even in just enlightenment but like truth in general like it'll sound to them like i'm like beating around a bush or something like that but it's like i'm not re- i'm not beating around a bush it's just something yeah. that you can't explain and like yeah you you you, ju- you just understand it you know like there's things that i understand that like i try to explain and it's just like this is just something i understand i just don't know how to right. i can't I, I'm trying to like, I think something that Leo says that, that just kind of cloaked with me is saying that is like, you can point at it, you can point at it, but like, he can't make you touch it. Like he can point right yeah. to it, but he can't right. make you touch it. Yeah. It's like people, I think who don't particularly like this side of reality or like, like this kind of philosophy, mm-hmm. um, don't like how like abstract it can be. Yeah, because it can be so intangible. But like the truth is, it's like I don't know. It's just it's the only way to really talk about it and give it justice is to talk about Mm -hmm. it abstractly. Yeah, because it's so infinitely undescribable that Mm -hmm. you can only talk about it in like metaphors and I don't, you know. Yeah, you can only like dumb it down, and I don't mean dumb like I'm not calling anybody else dumb, but like in simple terms, like you can only dumb it down so far. You know, you can't, like you said, you got to give it justice, and you can't be, you can't be pulling pieces of the puzzle away. You know, you got to have the whole puzzle. You know, and And it's hard. You can't say like, oh, this is it right here, like this. I'm gonna give you the definition and describe it completely. It's like it's impossible to do that. Yeah. Something like enlightenment or like uh, the nature of all of existence. It's like you can't just, it's impossible mm-hmm. to put it into a sentence about like, this is the concrete example of it. Yeah, There's no yeah, concrete example of just, this. Stuff. You just can't do that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like to think in, in like simpler terms of like, you know, somebody who, who, who is having this issue in their life and you see the issue and you know exactly what's wrong but they just, for some reason, aren't picking up on it, you know? And then you try to go explain it to them. And you're like, hey, this is happening. This is what's wrong. And it's like, but they're like, no, that's not it. That's not it. It's like, this is me pointing to it right now. This is me pointing to it, you know? And But but you can't force them to touch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, to you, you're like, I know what I'm pointing to, but to you, it looks like I'm pointing at something that's not really the thing that it is <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly it, it, and if they if they took the time to actually process what i'm pointing to then they'd probably realize like okay this is an issue you know but it, it, but it's hard people you and me are very high on openness you know yeah. like the big five characteristics like we're we're both able to think very abstractly and we have very open mind. We have very radically open minds to be able to let in insights that are potentially 
strange and different. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't have that ability or they mm -hmm. just don't, they're not high on openness. And so they aren't able to experience that same level of truth. Yeah. And in, in, from my experiences, I feel like I recognize that most of the time when somebody's not high on openness and thinks, you know, that like what we're talking about is weird or like insignificant or whatever. I've, in my experience, I've, I feel that stems from anxiety or, or like awkwardness, you know, like just people who just yeah. don't want to like deal with it, you know, cause it seems weird or different or strange. Yeah. You know? You know, what's interesting. Hmm. There is a study on psychedelics that says that people are noticeably higher on the trait openness after a psychedelic experience for a continuous period of a year. Wow. Like it changes your level of openness for a long time. That's wild. Because it forces you. It forces you to, to encounter truth. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And and like once you're, I feel like once you're forced to encounter it, it's like then you kind of realize it's there. And it's like, how are you going to ignore yeah. something that you know is there? You know, I mean, or something that you, the, some, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Something that you experienced that you never thought was possible. That you, you're like, that just I never knew that truth ever could possibly exist. That makes you think like. Oh shit, how many other things are like that? Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And it's just a matter of of it taking like it's just a matter of you pulling back that curtain just a little bit to kind of get a taste of it and then you're like, "Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's there. Mm -hmm. Now I got to open it, you know?" And yes. um that's that's the fun. That's the fun stuff, man. That's that's what I love so much about these conversations and just living life like this is just the amount of curtains that you can open up is endless yeah. and yeah. it's so it's so fun it's so fun to open them you know and true i, I, I wouldn't agree. say anything i recently posted an article on my website called uh what stage of spiritual awakening are you in it's a quiz oh. that you can take and i like to find these like six stages and stage three is called glimpsing awakening and it basically is like defined by having your first profound spiritual experience. And then like, once you glimpse it, you're like, oh my gosh, now I, I get why people are so obsessed. Yeah. And suddenly something's is ignited inside of you that you're like, whoa, I need to know more about whatever that was, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, holy shit. Like, and then it just keeps going and then it just keeps going and it, it just, yeah. it just never ends, you know? And that's, that's yeah. what's so fun about it, man. It's like, it's like this, it feels like this game that just doesn't end and it constantly is going basically. Dude, the universe is amazing that it lets itself experience itself infinitely amounts of times in infinite different ways and it, there's always more amazing beauty to find and cool truth it's like it just gifts you with mind blowers <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> it does it's, it's 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 so fun and i wish i oh i so wish that everybody would be down to do this you know like yeah. i i think obviously like it takes 
it takes a world of people to, you know, function and whatnot. I, I understand yeah. all that, but I wish that everybody would do it because I think that a lot of people could live happier lives if they were yes. able to find it. Yeah. And that, I think that's what's missing. I think so too. And I think the people that kind of dismiss it just haven't had that glimpse yet. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And I think this is where it's like, it's hard. How do you get people to to glimpse it? That's so hard. No, like just talking to people. And this is where I think psychedelics could be huge in helping people. Yes. It's like, if we can decriminalize it and create retreat centers where people can experience this, we could, we could create a higher consciousness society. Yeah. Oh, that'd be, that'd be awesome. And I think, I think we're on the path to that. It's just, I think we're in a more beginning stage of that. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, like that's like, I know that that's not possible right now, but it's just like it, it would be a cool thought. Yeah. Someday maybe we could. Yeah. You know, and, and you were saying like, you wish that you could just like tell people like how, you know, like, like show people it, you know, like, or something like that. I figured exactly what you just said, but, but, right. But, you know, when, when I was just talking about how, like, I'm pointing to this, I'm pointing to this, like, this is what it is, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to realize like in conversations that there's always a back door, you know, and I feel like that's what I, I can be good at finding for people at times, not all the time, but sometimes is like, if they're struggling with something like kind of like, going in the back door and telling them like, Hey, it's, it's over here. It's, it's just out here. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, it's like a new pointing finger. It's not this, it's not this way, but like, I just got to go around and like point it back, you know? Um, yeah. I'm wondering if that's possible with like spirituality and like, and pointing to people to it. I think the problem though, is like the back door is different for everyone. It is. It is. Yeah. So you need to get good at like, it's very nuanced and kind of subjective to the person. So, so a really good spiritual teacher is going to be someone that is very adaptable to the person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, man, I, I really want to do something like that. Like, cause I love adapting to people. Dude, and, you would be amazing at that. Oh, thank you. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like I do it so often, honestly, like not, I'm not, not exactly in like the spiritual realm. Like I'm not, I'm not out going out here to strangers saying like, Hey man, yeah. let me make you spiritual real quick. Like no, nothing like that. But yeah. I just feel like in general, like I, I have a good way of, of recognizing how somebody's thinking and like how to get them to see something that I'd like them to see. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I'd love to go into some kind of profession like that. Cause that, that I mean, that's why I, w- I would mm-hmm. love to be a therapist. Like if I could be pick something right now, I'd be a yeah. therapist. Cause it's like, that's, mm-hmm. that's what you, that's your job is to help people see things that they need to see in themselves and whatnot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Dude, just so you'd be a great therapist. Yeah. Thank you. That's we'll see. Yeah. Let's you know what, where... you know what, if uh, you're listening to this podcast right now, uh, help us blow this podcast up so yep. that it can just go crazy and we can get so many listeners that Sam and I can become professional spiritual mentors for people. Dude, yeah. And then That'd our awesome. lives would <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I ever I don't know if I'd want to, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows? 
Yeah, you know, and I think something that would also be really awesome, this is, you know, hypothetical, if this podcast were to, like, blow up and, you know, people started commenting oh. and stuff, that'd be crazy. Yeah. I would love yeah. to have, like, a portion of the podcast where we answer questions of some sort. Oh, live that podcast. That, too. Oh, my God. I would love that. That would be... Yeah. That's like a dream come true right there. It's just being able yeah. to just answer questions live. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Dude. Yeah. If we get a big enough audience one day, I think that would be so awesome. I would love to do that. Dude. Yeah. That, that'd be amazing. You know, if anybody's yeah. listening this far, definitely drop a question of any sort. You know, there's no bad question. Seriously, do. There's not, there's no, not we... such a thing as a bad question. Actually, did you see we had a cool comment on one of our last videos? No. What the heck? Somebody commented. I, I saw one Here, like a few know. videos ago about some girl like commenting saying like, this handle sells Molly <laughs> weed LSD. Did you see that one? Yeah, I, I saw that one. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on now. I was excited at first because I, I thought I thought... I was reading the comment initially and I was like, oh, that's a nice comment. And then I was like, hold on, wait, they're just plugging themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So Jing Zen commented, wow, popped up in my recommended. I was blown away that this only had two views and had to click. You guys are doing great. Dude, that's awesome. Thanks. You said I Jing know. Zen. That's so nice. Jing Zen. Thank you, Jing Zen. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Thanks. You're listening to Jing this. That's, that's a really nice comment. We appreciate that. Yeah, leave us a question. Yeah. We'll talk about leave it. Leave us a question if you're listening. Yeah, absolutely. So, man. All right. All right. Well, on that note, um, you got any last words that you'd like to throw in or anything of that nature? No, I, I'm happy wrapping up here. This, is, this has been great. Absolutely. Such a good podcast today. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. All right, well. Um, any uh, comments you guys have, please leave them below. We'll answer. We, I would love to answer some questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a blog all about uh, nurturing your spirit, growing yourself spiritually, and uh, to help you on your path towards awakening. And if you'd like to see what stage of spiritual awakening you're in, you guys can take the absolutely free spiritually awake spiritual awakening stage quiz on my website. I'll link it to the I'll put a link in the description is what I'm trying to say. So <laughs> check it out if you so please. Uh, that's all I have to say. So I got nothing to say myself, but thank you for listening. If you've listened this far, um, drop a like, subscribe, comment. Till next time. time. Adios. Peace out.